This is a Rooster Teeth production. everyone and welcome to another episode of annual pass this is the podcast where we talk about all things theme parks attractions rides shows snacks foods if it happens in a theme park we talk about it here on annual pass i am your host jack patillo and of course joining me as always is my beautiful lovely and talented co-host jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Jack. How's it going? It's going well, Jeff. We are recording here today at Universal Studios Orlando. We are at the Radio Broadcast Center. Yeah. We're inside of a theme park recording. I see Scooby and Shaggy right there. There's Fred. There's Wilma. They're they're all Daphne. They're all here. We're right here along. We're looking out a window of, of guests walking by. This is amazing. It is a good week, Jeff. This has been a very good week for we, us. Uh, absolutely. And as such, we should catch up. Jack, it's been now about three minutes since the last recording we did. <laughs> yeah. What's new in your life? Not a whole lot. I've got a Snickers here that I'm not allowed to eat in this room because there's a sign that says no food, no drink, no exceptions. I um, ate my Snickers in the doorway. You jerk. It was good. How dare you? So, Dude, that's one thing about Universal. I'll, I'll give them credit. They give you free Snickers. There are free Snickers. There's some yeah. free water and, and drinks in there as well. So our friends at Universal in Invited us out again for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, this is the second episode of our Halloween Horror Nights 2021 kind of walkthrough. So if you missed the first one, check it out last week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Don't forget to follow us on the social media as well. We're annual underscore pass on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to grab a shirt in the store, store.roosty.com. We also have, you know, nice jackets and hats, too. And we got some Halloween stuff. Someone brought up the idea of maybe doing uh, like a Thanksgiving thing, too, Jeff. I don't know. Maybe we can do that in the future. Possibly. I don't know. Why did why did you what happened to your voice? Though? I don't know. I was like maybe I don't know. It's possible. Possible. Why are you? I'm like eh, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know what what you're trying to do here. Are you? <laughs> I don't know. The merch department is the person <laughs> people you should be saying that to. Should I have no control Tony, over this. I suppose. Does that mean we're making it? I I, I don't know. Maybe is that a clever way of Matt, saying we're making I it? But know, I can't say we're making it. I know it? we have some holiday stuff on the way. We've got. Explain some, the entendre here. Okay. Well, I, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that might just happen. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the design? So we actually had a community member, uh, a pass holder, actually sent us a design where, because we have our like our rainbow is kind mm -hmm. of like the thing. And so for Halloween, we did a spider web, which is kind of the inverted cool. rainbow. Yeah. Someone actually took it and it turned into leaves, like fall leaves. And I was like, oh, that's oh, actually really cute. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. okay. I like that. So I don't know. Gonna steal that? Steal it by pay them and then, you know, take the idea and then do stuff with so it. So you're maybe. confirming this is coming out I, then right I, now? No, I'm not. I don't know what's coming out or not. It's <laughs> Maybe I just want to see how much I can get you in that high register. Oh, today. God. Uh, my voice is going to be gone. I might, might go there no matter what anyway. So anyway, uh, yeah, again, thanks to our friends over at Universal for bringing us out for Halloween Horror Nights. 30 years, 30 fears. We've been having a lot of fun. This week, we got to go on an RIP tour, check out every single house of uh, Halloween Horror Nights. We saw four out of the five scare zones, and we were offered to go to the fifth, but we forgot to. Yeah, I guess we just totally <laughs> slipped in that. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, we also saw the nighttime show, which whoa, we'll talk about that this episode. Oh, my gosh. So, so out of there's like 16 or 17 possible events you can do, and we managed to do them all but one. I think, uh, or two. 17 events. And we did them all but two. There's 10 houses, five scare zones, two shows. Yes. Yeah, we missed the Lagoon show. Which I didn't even know about till you told me about it today. And then we missed the Crypt TV scare zone. Which we saw. We which just we, Yeah, we witnessed. We got, go we, we got within feet of it. We just didn't walk through it, unfortunately. 
the last episode, the first uh, Halloween Horror Nights episode, we talked about Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween Horror Nights, Icons Captured, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, and Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth. Those are the first five we did. And we're also doing the order that we walk through them as yes. well. You feel free to do them in a different order. I uh, know. Too late. Too late. <laughs> we're going to do them how I got it here. So should we just dive right into it? Uh, we don't have a whole lot no, of like preamble to this it. one. Let's kind of work it into it. So let's talk about let's the, just amble. We'll amble on. Uh, we'll post amble afterwards. So let's talk about the next house we went to. The sixth house we went to was Puppet Theater Captive Audience. Yes. Which I believe when we were talking in the past about possible like what was going to be the things you were going to be scared by. Was that the one you were the most scared by? No. Or was it Tooth Fairy? What was the one that you were like, this one is scary to me? I remember there was something, there was one in particular you were not looking forward to. Do you remember at all what that would uh, be? No, I don't. For the purposes of this conversation, I'll say it was this one. <laughs> and boy, was I scared to go there. All month, I'd been afraid of just this one. So puppet theater, captive audience, it's an interesting one. So a puppeteer and a ballet troupe in a deserted theater for years are about to turn you into a human puppet. That's your cue to scream. <laughs> Open scene, a creepy abandoned old theater from the early 1900s San Francisco. A puppeteer and a ballet troupe have been trapped there ever since, and they'd kill for an audience. Whether you're a puppet or a patron, that's your cue to scream. Yeah, the idea is basically, I think it was like an earthquake killed everyone inside and somehow they were yeah. the only ones who survived yeah. is, that, is that what it was yeah it's it's pretty freaky and um i'm gonna go ahead and say yes that's correct and then in about 15 minutes ben can tell us yeah yeah so ben's got some cool notes here Guests are transported to San Francisco's abandoned Grandeur Theater in the early 1900s. They'll find the Pasic Puppet Troupe trapped within its ruins in the midst of rehearsing for their next grisly performance. With a fanatical need to entertain any captive audience, the troupe has turned to transforming trespassers into living puppets, dismantling and sewing them back together as life-size marionettes for additions to their horrific encore. Will guests escape in one piece, or will it be their final curtain call? No matter what, the show must go on. <laughs> You gotta get you gotta get real low for the no, last I gotta, line I, yeah. of the description. So for potential merch, you go high. For last line of a description, you go low. Okay, yeah. Got you got the whole range there. Yeah, you're like the theme park podcast version of Mariah Carey. You've got <laughs> an insane amount of vocal range. Jeff. I, I do. I do what I can. I do what I can. There was surprisingly some really messed up stuff in there. The whole idea of it's Marilyn Monroe outside again. I see you you're looking over your shoulder, Jeff. You got. I think I might see more thing. Number one, two, three, oh, yeah? and mother and father of thing shirts than anything else. Thing one and two. Again, yeah. we're at the radio broadcast center here at Universal Studios, and uh, we have big open windows out into the park. And so my favorite is every now and then you'll see someone come and like put their face up against the glass because yeah. it's kind of reflective. I try stuff. to keep my back to it because it's v I'm very distracted by things in my periphery. I'm doing so, everything I can yeah. to keep focus on my laptop and on you. So. There were quite a few really freaky things in this one. I want to say this house in particular had a lot of the drop windows mm -hmm. where it's like it's basically like a big wooden window and then someone hits a button and it just drops and it slams and yes. it's loud. Yes. And that more than anything, that catches me off guard. Yes. And I think this house had quite a few of those. Also, at one point, this house had like puppets, human sized puppets, like with creepy puppet masks. 
And that was very, very freaky. Yes, those people were very scary. Yeah. Those were the jump scare people. Yeah, I didn't like them at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the impression they didn't like you either. Probably not. Yeah, that was definitely uh, pretty freaky. And then, like, at one point, there was, you know, someone was, like, sewing a body together uh-huh. at a table right in front of you. And that's like, Ugh. Yeah, that was Dr. Sewing. Dr. Sewing, man. yeah. Dr. So, sewing man. <laughs> sewing, sewing person. He was also extra creepy because he, like, he was sewing a body up. And then he went over and he, like, patted their head lovingly. And yeah. <laughs> And that was just like, I'm sure he did it a thousand times, but it really sold the creepy moment. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's very, very eerie. Ugh. That one's pretty messed up. That one uh, caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting a whole lot. And man, it was there was some some freakiness to there it. There was one moment that stood out to me in that one. <laughs> it was, I thought, really clever. And I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it before. And, it's, and it jumped out to me because uh, my ex-wife was uh, really into puppets. And mm-hmm. so I spent a lot of time going to puppet shows and, and learning about puppeteering and stuff. He it was a dude with a beard, and he had like a gnome hat on or whatever, and and he had this giant white beard, and then he had a legs and a body under it, like marionette under his beard, so that he was a giant head with a tiny body, and the effect worked so well. Yeah, that it it, did, it wasn't scary. It was hilarious, but I loved it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he's like it was really cute. Dude. Yeah, he's like, kind of like oh, bouncing oh, around oh. stuff. This house too also had my favorite scare of the night, and I think it might be one of your favorites too. So at one point you're walking through, and there's uh, it's like the the green room area, it, yeah. and so it's people getting prepped and a lot of like mirrors and stuff. And at one point I was like, oh, I know what's going on there because it was a, like one of those trick mirrors where there's mm-hmm. no glass, but like the opposite side of what would be a mirror is made up, so it looks like basically you can reach your hand. Yeah, through yeah. what would be a mirror and I was like oh they did the thing with it and you were right behind me I was like they did the thing with the mirror and then the scare actor jumped out of the mirror and scared the crap out of me it was the moment of the night for me. <laughs> it, was, it was it was really really well done because yeah. it literally was like a perfect mirror of the, the either side of it and then yeah the scare actor got me so well, well and also I think you might not have been as it might not have worked as well but I was about a step and a half behind you uh-huh. which in these haunted houses is a lot actually yeah yeah so I was about a step and a half two steps behind you and I saw you recognize what it was and then I recognized what it was obviously but I was far enough back to be I was like watching a scene and then you were distracted because you turned to talk to me and that's when I knew this was going to be awesome and it was like watching Steffi like you can see it happening in slow motion you know that somebody's going to scare I could see the whole thing happen in slow motion and the second you turned to point at me I thought this is going to be amazing and then it because you are a very I would say like unflappable in these moments, I know you get. I know you're a scaredy cat, but you don't. You're not a jumper. You're not a screamer. Yeah, yeah. You're like a. You're a. You're like a tough guy. Like, oh, okay. You know. Like, oh, and then you hey. flex your arm and yeah. then you punch something. But uh, <laughs> and you smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you screamed like a little girl. Yeah. And it was awesome to see. That was my big scare for the night. That one definitely got me. Yeah. But it was cool. It was a neat effect, and obviously it works very, very well. Fantastic. So good on you to that scare actor who got me through the uh, the fake mirror, the, the gag mirror. That was great. So that is uh, Puppet Theater, Captive Audience. And then after that, immediately right next door to that, we went to the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. Now, this house, the theming of it was fantastic. It was mm-hmm. so good, man. Let me read up the little description here. There's a reason that fat pumpkins, gnarly gourds, and towering corn stalks have been a part of the bone-chilling Halloween story since storytelling began. It is an organic horror that emanates from below our very feet, drawing life from the earth through vein-like vines, slowly growing stronger and stronger and ever more imposing. And thus, horrific faces are carved into the pulpy flesh of thick orange skin. (laughs) You You gotta finish with the low. I love it. 
Try it the other way. Do that last <laughs> sentence, but do it the other way. And, and thus, horrific faces are carved into the pulpy flesh of thick orange skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally different vibe. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work as well. It's from this time-honored legacy that HHN designers found inspiration to pay homage to all that has come before with a new take on the legends, myths, and fables. So step right in this reimagined realm of slow-growth wicked horror. So the house you start in... You start in like an actual house, and it's like a like a. Well, you start right outside it. Yeah, which yeah, it's cool. Like in the front yard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, then you walk into the yeah. house, and, and there's like dirt and plants, and I mean, it's it's really neat. Yeah, it's like a, like a proper house. Yeah, and then then you get very inside, overgrown. It's very yeah, and it's just like it's everything's gone wrong with this I think place. You, you go through the kitchen. Yeah, first, the ki- yeah, I the kitchen. Say. I remember like the kitchen, like the pots and pans were moving like yeah. at my feet level, and that's what caught me off guard because it's like I'm like oh whoa what I don't like that I don't like things near mm-hmm. where I I don't like around my I torso. Eyes down there. Yeah. yeah my torso area i'm like i get it but it's like ah geez no don't do that that's not cool so uh that one was um pretty rad and then slowly like the pumpkins you start hearing like like news reports like another body has been found in the whatever and it's like uh what and it's just immediately start getting that uneasy sense and then just everything like vines have overtaken this whole house like there's stuff growing in all the walls this one I believe they did something in this one that I didn't do a lot in the other ones where as you're walking into the house, there's a fence line next to you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, that's not a fence line. And a, a, just a pumpkin dude shoves his head through the fence because it's like like rubber. It's not actual like a real fence, not wood. It's just rubber. And holy crap, that catches you off guard. I had never seen that particular gag before. And they yeah. did it twice. Yeah. At, at least I saw it twice in this one. And uh, boy, did that work incredibly well. <laughs> well, because it, it sets the expectations. It just like you're safe. Like a slatted fence. You're like, oh, yeah, it's wood. Until it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's fine. And then, oh, no, they go through it. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah. And so uh, that was a really, really cool gag. I, I like that a lot. It was it was very impressive. And then they did it later with a trellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, tre- a trellis. Yeah. I, I'm a big Which fan of trellis. You're a big trellis guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a trellis, and the guy shoved his head through it. And so at one point, too, as we're walking along, you go over a bridge, and I look down, and it looks like the bridge goes forever. Yeah. And apparently, like, Ben was next to me. Apparently, I missed a giant scare, like, right in front of me because I was too busy looking at my feet. I don't know if someone popped up or something. What Do you know what was going on there, Ben? Are you talking about the Headless Horseman? Yeah, there's a Headless Horseman. That's oh, right. I didn't see him either. I was looking at the ground, too, but I was looking at it before you. We were so distracted by, like, how the bridge was made and looking down in, like, an infinite mirror kind of situation because yeah, yeah. we looked like we were really high up. Uh, to our left was, like, a Headless Horseman, and they had, like, a whole effect where, like, the head would be, like, lifted off of the horseman. Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, totally missed that. Totally missed that. I don't think. Change our flights. We got to come back. But then, it, then it, as you go through it, you then progress where it's like you're almost inside of a pumpkin, whereas like the walls are just like pumpkin ass. It, it was the coolest part. They used some sort of a rubber or or membrane yeah. and stretch, and it was orange, and it was like it was like gummy. Almost. It was gummy, but like kind of dense, and yeah. it, and it was like stretched all over. So you really did. It really did feel like like it had the effect. It was supposed to have the effect of like when you pull pumpkin guts out. Yeah, and they're stringy and and it totally worked yeah it was like a spider web of pumpkin throughout the last bit of the house and it was visually the most immersive and probably the coolest part of the whole night for me yeah it was really neat and then at the very end there's this giant pumpkin and then like the pumpkin lord over the top of it it was a really really cool scene and it's just i like that i like what they have like a big like yeah like a big icon you know Mm -hmm. at the end like that's that was really really cool i actually found a really cool uh tidbit of information afterwards so there's like tons of like carved pumpkins all throughout the house and whatnot. 
all of those pumpkins are hand carved by the company that Universal bought them from. So Universal Studios bought so many that the company that like provided the pumpkins hosted a picnic for the employees plus their friends and family with a pumpkin carving requirement just to get all of them done in time for the house. <laughs> oh, it's one of those uh, forced pick work picnics. <laughs> forced fun. Hey, everybody, come out on hey, Saturday. Everybody. We're going to have a blast. Hey, We're going to have a picnic and uh, bring a knife. <laughs> and then after that so uh, we finished up that one there and then we went over to uh welcome to scary horror in the heartland okay <laughs> which it's Carrie, like c-a-r-e-y but then like an s was spray painted on so this is kind of another um kind of a throwback one yeah. so apparently one of the halloween horror nights designers is a huge fan of uh or they come from Cary, ohio and so like everything they do is kind of themed around that mm -hmm. city and this was sort of a mashup of a bunch of different stuff that has happened in the past. Right, right. I think it starts with aliens when you go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and then it goes to vampires. So the history here, I'm on this, again, I'm on this Halloween Horror Nights fandom wiki page. It says, for their 2020 Halloween Horror Nights event, which got pushed to 2021, Universal was planning to hold a haunted house centered around Cary, Ohio, a small town used as a setting for many Halloween Horror Nights attractions in the past, celebrate the 30th Halloween Horror Nights here. This house would include many different scenes, each taking place in a haunted house or scare zone from the past that took place in Cary. After Halloween Horror Nights was canceled this year, the thing, uh, Universal postponed it, and then they opened it the next year. Yeah, so basically it was a whole bunch of different things. It was like a lot of homages to everything that happened. Similar in to the to the horror icons one we did. Yeah, yeah. Not, so. not, uh, well, similar in the in, in tone, I guess. Yeah. The backstory is horror comes home. Years ago, when HHN designers needed a town in which to set the most horrifying tales of the paranormal and supernatural, they turned to one of their own who grew up in a small Midwest town named Carrie, and ever since, it has become a Halloween Horror Nights tradition. In Carrie, the dead do not remain so. The unbalanced never regain stability, and the truly deranged practice to own their crafts of unspeakable horror. Over the years, this has been home to a psychotic psychiatrist, a morbid groundskeeper, a twisted TV station, a horrid hospital, and an orphanage of strange children who will never be adopted, to name just a few <laughs> among many others. Ooh. So that we saw all of that in there. So yeah. like we definitely saw aliens were in there. I remember the TV station like mm -hmm. at one point. That was pretty wild. I remember there were children as well because there's always kids and kids are freaky. Yeah, that was another one that had a bunch of little people. Yeah. Like, like short people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, again, something about that is just unnerving when you see yeah. like tiny people. It's like, oh no, I, it's it, it's it's scary because like they look like children. Because you don't like child labor laws. <laughs> so 11 p.m. I'm gonna go ahead and assume they're good. They don't actually. They're not actually children. Well, I think that's the point. Yeah. yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Welcome to Scary, Jeff? I enjoyed it. I will say that I was kind of riding a, a high from the pumpkin. Yeah. One, which you know, I guess it was my favorite. Yeah. So well, spoiler, uh, we're going to get to the rankings Yeah, I later. know, but I mean, it, was, it was a pretty clear favorite for me. <laughs> so I enjoyed it, you know, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. But uh, I'll, I'll be honest, like some of the sets and stuff are, it, it get a little lost in my head with the like the other house stuff. This is another one that I think if we've been going to Halloween Horror Nights over the past, you know, 30 years, it would be like, oh, it's like it's a bunch those of references. Fan, those fan service moments would, exactly. would mean more. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. still very, very cool. Yeah, no, a very, very neat house. But it's one of those things where it's like if you recognize like, oh, this is the TV station house. Like even our guide said there were some like crazy number of references, like 50 references or yeah. something. So there's been a ton of Halloween Horror Nights houses. And if you've been through a lot of them, you're probably going to pick up on that. But sure, for, yeah. for us, we're still relative newbies to the Halloween Horror still Nights dip, experience. Dipping our feet in the in the pool. Into the, the little blood pool. Yeah, that one was, uh, was a lot of fun. And then after that, we actually took a break and went and saw a stage show. Should we talk about the stage show after we do the houses? 
I guess so. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Let's do that last. Okay, we'll, we'll save the uh, Halloween nightmare fuel for the end. We did that show, and then we took a little break, and then we went to two more last two houses, and we started with the Haunting of Hill House. So this is one of the IP-based haunted houses. It's based around the Netflix series, The Haunting of Hill House. Which, which is based on, I guess, the book by Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. This one was freaky as heck. Very, very fantastic. So you step inside. First of all, you're outside, and they're showing clips from the show. Uh-huh. So if you've never seen the show, it's a Netflix series. It's a good primer. Yeah, it gives you some like, oh, this is weird and kind of freaky. And then you get inside, and immediately the house is in front of you. Like It's like you're out in sort of the yard of the house, and you walk into this facade of the house, and uh, it's very, very impressive. It's like lightning and thunder. It's, it's, it's awesome. I'll say I'm a huge fan of the book and a huge fan of the original black and white movie. Not a huge fan of the 90s J-Lo remake. <laughs> and I watched the first episode of the Netflix show, and it was too scary for me. Really? Like, it's pretty rare that... I mean, I'm a scaredy cat, but I will still soldier through. Yeah. But I found that show to be too frightening. Oh, wow. And so I also found this house to be very frightening. Man. So uh, it says, Welcome to Hill House, a structure more alive than its ghostly inhabitants. Inside these walls echo the haunted footsteps of those trapped here for all time. It stands like a brooding creature waiting for its victims. Enter the decaying remains of an aging mansion that lives, even if all who dwell there are long dead. Step right into Netflix's supernatural masterpiece, The Haunting of Hill House. Each unsettling room, each darkened hallway takes you deeper and deeper into your worst nightmares. Come face to face with the tall man, the bent neck lady, the ghost in the basement, and more. Enter the red room and you may find yourself spending all of eternity listening to the sound of your own screams. Luckily, that didn't happen to us. No, no, we got we out. We got out. We yeah. got out. This house, probably, I felt the most eerie in. Like, mm-hmm. I felt unsettled the whole time in this house because there was some messed up stuff. And, uh, yeah, at one point you go through like a sensory deprivation thing where it's just pitch black and you just hear stuff and uh-huh. you can't see anything. That was freaky. Yeah. And you kind of literally had to like slowly shuffle trying not to bump into the person in front of you until there was like a flash of light. It's like, okay, that's where I need to go. And then, you know, then you turn and it's like, oh, it's still dark. It's still, yeah, 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 yeah. It's still dark. And uh, that was absolutely freaky. The bent neck lady was horrifying as well. There were like two walls that were, they looked like they were like papered over and then light would hit them and they were completely transparent. Like it was a perfect scrim that was great. And she was like hanging next to you. And that's Mm -hmm. really, really freaky. And then they had the tall man in there as well. Like the dude was like eight feet tall. That was horrifying. He was very scary. Yeah. That was, whoa, hey, look, it's the Simpsons. Oh, there's Homer. (laughs) Nice. Sorry, the Simpsons are are rolling by our window. Oh, there's Lisa Sachs on the phone. Nice. Oh, the three eyed fish is on the roof. And there's uh, Santa's Little Helpers in the passenger seat. Anyway, uh, yeah, the house uh, was very, very freaky. This one definitely was like the most like, I just felt like creepy getting inside of it. It was the most believably scary. Yeah. 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 It was very, very good. I like this one a lot. I had a lot of fun going through it. Really good. Then after that, we finished off with uh, probably one of my favorites of the night. Definitely not as scary as the other, but it was Beetlejuice. Once again. Definitely one of the best of the night. Uh, very narrative heavy. Very like you just want to look at stuff. It's just it was so well done. Yeah, yeah. The, if you're a fan of the movie, the 1980s movie, it was incredible. It, it's basically you're walking through the entire film. Yeah. The attention to detail and, and just the level of design and the character interaction and like everything you see when you first step into the house, Beetlejuice is there just making fun of everyone in the queue. Like he's literally like talking to everyone in the queue and it's like poking fun at people and stuff. And it's a live actor too. It's a live scare actor who 
who's like actually there, mic'd up, and he's like pointing at people and yelling at them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it sets the tone. It very much sets that Beetlejuice tone. And the first thing you go through. They call it the sober hallway. What, what, what did Duncan call it? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those hallways that has like the spinning tube around it. Yeah. And you walk on a, like a, a path like on top of it of the spinning tube that's going around you. I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. Oh, God. And like immediately started falling over. I don't did know about you. you. Did you I, have to use the handrails? Absolutely. I was holding on for dear life. Like I felt like I was going to tumble over. So the, the, the one thing I'll say about that, I've endeavored to walk all the way without using them and I was able to. It wasn't an easy walk. Uh-huh. I was definitely affected from it. And at one point, you feel like you're falling, like everything's falling right, and then it flips, and then you feel like you're going the other way instantly, <laughs> and you're like, it messes with you. Yeah. But also, we got, there was like a pause, and we were on that thing for a while. Yeah, yeah, we ended up staying on there for quite a bit, and I was like, oh, God, I literally was just like hanging onto the rails, like looking at my feet, like, mm, okay. I felt like I was in the dryer, and the, you know? <laughs> but for, it literally, it follows the narrative of, of Beetlejuice, the movie yeah. Beetlejuice, and so you start in hell, so it was like, it's shortly after, you know, the main protagonists pass away, so you're in hell. We're waiting to talk to the person. They have the big, long number and stuff. And then ultimately they get Beetlejuice to join you. You end up back in the house and you're in the attic with that amazing model of, of the, the town. town. It was very cool. That was so neat. And it's like, man, it's like I just wanted to touch everything yeah, because it yeah. looks so cool. Then from there, I think you go into the Dante's Inferno Club. Like which they allude to in the in the movie, it's the one where it's like Beetlejuice goes in, it's like the club that he goes into and has a good time. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go in there and like Beetlejuice in there, and there's a tons and tons of variants of Beetlejuice as well, and they're all great. Yeah, they all did a fantastic job. They're all very Beetlejuicey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then of course you bump into the Gina Davis, uh, the, you know, like the, the creepy like face with the eyes in the middle, and <laughs> one thing. You know, the movie starts, they don't know how to scare people, right? Like, the whole plot of the movie <laughs> right, 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 is right. that, you know, it's Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. Like, they're, they're new ghosts. They don't know how to scare people, so they get the Beetlejuice. But it starts them trying to scare people. So it's, like, literally them in, like, sheets, like, kind of, like, spooky ghosts. But it's, like, a sheet with, like, eye holes cut out. Like, the lamest ghost ever. So Steffi, who helps run our social, oh. she, that made her jump. A sheet that with was, holes and it made her jump. Maybe the best part is that person jumped out and scared her, and she went, ah, really? <laughs> like, she was mad at herself. Yeah, like, like oh, I, I got that scared me? Come on. Literally, the holes cut out of a sheet scared me? Oh, uh, and so that was pretty hilarious. But that was followed up by a giant head scaring her, which oh, was yeah. also phenomenal. Yeah, they have the sandworms, and they have a big Beetlejuice head as well. But also, I will say, mad shout-out to the woman who portrayed Lilith, Oh, yeah. Winona Ryder's character, Lil, or Lillian, Lilith, I think Lilith is her name, but everyone's wearing masks inside. So, like, our, like, literal, like, face masks uh, due to, you know, like, social distancing and whatnot. But her hair and her eyes, like, the makeup, she lo- it looked like Winona Ryder was standing in front of me. It was really incredible. Yeah. And so, That's very, all, very cool. That also made me realize, I think there's one other person we forgot to mention that we had talked about mentioning, and I guess it was maybe in the cult Haunted House, but it was the woman who was performing, like, who was doing the jazz singing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire time, who was also incredible. And yeah. was just up there singing for hours, I guess. <laughs> and that, that was a great moment. I, I realized after we recorded, we glossed over that and we didn't mention it. Yeah, like, yeah. At one point, you go through, like, the Kitty Cat Club. Yeah. And it's like, there's, like, a, a lounge singer, singer there. there who's just singing away. And, like, so I wonder if that actually is her singing. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But she played it up like it was. So, yeah. She did a great job if it wasn't. Yeah. So, Beetlejuice, you obviously walked through the whole house. Then at the very end, like the sandworms pop up. So like this giant sandworms like coming at you and like the strobe lights to make it look like it's, it's coming right at you. And then you got a big Beetlejuice head, I think, to finish off the whole thing. So got to love it. Got to love the ghost for the most. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. And so, yeah, and that's going to be our houses. That's going to be the Halloween Horror Nights 30 houses. 
So, Jeff, we have, of this episode, we talked about the Puppet Theater, Captive Audience, The Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland, The Haunting of Hill House, and Beetlejuice. So, of those five, which was your favorite? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. I'm going to go Haunting a Hill House. Yeah, you like that one a lot. I like that one. I like that one a lot. But, yeah, it doesn't shock me that Pumpkin was your favorite out of that batch of five. It was the most Halloween. I felt the most Halloweened yeah, in Pumpkin. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, and some great costumes too. Like Absolutely. those, the pumpkin head costumes were yeah. fantastic. Okay, so well then, let's go through all ten then. So we've got Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Okay. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Halloween Horror Nights. Icons captured. Universal Monsters. The Bride of Frankenstein lives. Case Files Unearthed. Legendary Truth. Puppet Theater. Captive Audience. The Wicked Growth. Realm of the Pumpkin. Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. The Haunting of Hill House and Beetlejuice. So those are the ten houses. And what would you say is overall your favorite of all 10 of the houses we experienced last night? Can I do top three? Go for it. In ascending order. Okay. Number three. Number three. It was tough, but I'm going to go with Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. It was a good, scary, believable haunted house. Nice. Runner up. Number two, because it was just so well designed, and it was the most narrative heavy and the most interesting of all of them. I felt like I was watching a movie. Got to go with Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein lives. And then number one, it's pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. How about okay. you? For me, if we're going top three, I'm going to say, okay, number three. No, no. Could you go in descending order, please? Uh, so I start with one. You start with one and <laughs> go down. I, I, yeah. Number three, I'm going to go with Beetlejuice just because I, I love the narrative of it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And then I'm going to say tied for seconds. I'm going to say that Haunting of Hill House and The Bride of Frankenstein Lives are tied for second for me. Okay. They're both fantastic I, uh, for different reasons, but they're both great. My favorite one was the first one we did, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. I thought that really? one was fantastic. Okay. Something about like the characters, like the fairies in there and just like the horror of it. And maybe it was because we started with that, but I was like, I wasn't sure what to expect. So I was kind of like more primed for it. But I think that was my my go-to. I think what it had going against it for me is the 13 trips to the dentist I've had in the last <laughs> 10 months. You live that. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So that's my nine to five. The houses are fantastic. Should we do a brief walkthrough of kind of our second half experience? I, I yeah. When you say we, it's uh, I'm just gonna watch you go. Okay, I, I have a little bit of voice left. So. I'll try. I try to jump in, but you do such a good All job. Right, okay, so here we go. You ready, Jeff? Okay, ready. Okay, here we go. <coughs> Jeff, Jack, we're back in the Halloween Horror Nights houses. <laughs> That's so scary. We just finished up the first half. We got five more houses, Jeff. I don't know why we're yelling already. Oh, we're outside. Okay, I don't know. It's really it's loud. loud. It's loud. Lots of loud. screaming and loud noises outside, Jeff. I want to make sure you can hear me. Can you hear me, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Jeff, let's go to this theater. It's the Grandeur Theater, the the, the puppet theater. Let's go inside. Jeff, there's the people. There's puppets. There's ballet people and there's puppets. And there's people who are balleting, and they are also puppets. I'm terrified of the ballet, Jack. Oh, my God, she's creeping. This woman, like, sewing people together. It's, it's so messed up. Oh, God. Oh, that's it. This is not a good theater. Let's get out of here. Let's get, let's get out of here. Let's go to the next one. Jeff, Jeff. Oh, look. Oh, it's, this is where there's pumpkins here. It's the, it's the wicked growth place. Oh, this I, a, maybe pumpkins can't hurt us, right? I don't know what's going on here, Jack, but I think it's my favorite. <laughs> it's so great. So oh, we're, look, we're, we're inside of this kitchen here. Oh, this, watch out for the plates and the, the, the cups and pans are oh my gosh put your eyes on your feet oh there's so many pumpkins everywhere in the house what's wrong with the house why are there vines everywhere jeff it's 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 all out of control somebody call abc pest and lawn ah spooky <laughs> this pumpkin man came out of the fence <laughs> <laughs> he 
<laughs> you can't do that. That's wood. You're not. You can't bend wood like that. Oh, it's a, oh, there's a headless horseman. I heard. I didn't see it though. But uh, spooky headless horseman. <laughs> look down, Jack. Oh, 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 oh we're, we're really high right now. Wow. Look at look at the look at the big pumpkin man at the end. The big evil pumpkin man. It's pumpkin Bill. It's pumpkin Bill is sitting on top of his pumpkin throne. Okay, let's get out of here, Jeff. We got more to get to. All right, uh, Jeff. Let's go to Ohio. The that, scariest. That safe. It's the scariest state in the union. <laughs> it is. We're going to scary Ohio horror in the heartland. Let's go. Whoa, there's aliens, Jeff. Why are there aliens in this house? It's Ohio, Jack. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, what? Well, now we're this is a TV station. Now there's like <laughs> spooky. Jack, because we're just outside of Ak Akron. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Ah, Jeff, it's so spooky. There's so many creepy things around. Oh, there's, nothing, there's like the TVs and all. It's bad. Don't watch TV. It's, it rots your brain, Jeff. It rots your brain. It makes you all scared. There's aliens and all kinds of weird, freaky things here. And moss people, I think. Or, people or, hanging or, upside down. I think they're vampires. Wait, I think the moss people were actually in a different house. That's okay. It's so scary. Very scary. Ohio. They look like they're friends with moss people, Jeff. <laughs> let's get out of Ohio, Jeff. All right, let's move on. Okay, well, let's Okay, let's go from one house to another. We're going to go to the haunting of Hill House, Jeff. Nothing bad can happen in a hill house, I, right? It's just a book. I read it. Books right, aren't scary. We're going to say, why is this door red, Jeff? I don't understand. There's red stuff under the door. It's, it's pretty weird. Why is it? Oh, that's not scary. There's lightning and thunder and ghosts everywhere. It seems like there's ghosts everywhere, Jeff. Jack is scared of ghosts and weather effects. I don't like ghosts. Oh, that's a woman with her neck is bent. Why is her neck bent, Jeff? <laughs> it's crooked. It's called scoliosis, Jack. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. They have, they have uh, like they didn't do a good job of checking for it in the 60s, they, and unfortunately, uh, she's an older lady. Check her spine. Why the guy is so tall? Why is the guy so tall? He's wearing. It's called scoliosis, Jack. <laughs> he's got a nice hat on. He's got a really nice hat. That's lovely. Oh, it's so spooky, Jeff. Wait, it's good. He's really dark. I can hear. All I hear are voices. I just hear lots of it's voices. Very, it's very dark in here. It's very, I don't like it's it. Quiet. I'm just shuffling along. I hope I don't knock anyone over. Well, don't. <laughs> uh, oh, you uh, didn't. Congratulations. Okay, well, I okay, we got to. Jeff, let's go visit our friend Beetlejuice. Okay. Hey, okay. hey Beetlejuice, how you doing? Uh, I don't, I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, Jeff, okay, we're in a tunnel now, Jeff. The spinning tunnel. Oh, I'm going to fall over. I'm getting real dizzy. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, boy. Okay, let's get Use the handrail. It's hell. We're in hell, Jeff. I'll say. We're not in Ohio. We're in hell this time. Actual hell. Okay, there's like a flat guys here, and the woman yelled at us. That's scary. All right, now, oh, look at this model. Oh, it's so pretty. Like the model of the town. I can see, like, which one's my house? Where do I live? It's uh, up to the left. Okay, I'm in the left. All right, moving on. Oh wow! It, look, it's 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 Alec Baldwin's here. Oh yeah, check it out. It has nothing to do with Beetlejuice. It's Alec Baldwin just, happens. He's also in the ride, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Taking his family through. Look, Beetlejuice is helping him to everything. Everyone be spooky. Oh, well, let's go. Let's go to Dante's Inferno. Wee! <laughs> Super appropriate noise to make. You walk through, the, walk through the demon face or whatever. That's yeah. pretty cool. All right, now let's get there. Wow, look! Oh, it's a big sand monster, Jeff. Sand monster. Watch out for the sand monsters. Oh no! Okay, now oh, jump in the line. Work about again. It's a, the, the dance. <laughs> The, the fish hands <laughs> jump in the Okay, I believe you. Okay, let's move on, Jeff. We gotta keep going. We gotta get out of here. Oh, look at Beetlejuice's big head. Okay. Oh, and we're out. Okay, we're back outside. Oh, thank God. Oh. Hopefully soon it'll be Deo. Hey. <laughs> We survived the night, Jack. We did it. We made it through all of the houses of Halloween Horror Nights. <gasps> oh, my. Oh, what a time. Okay, now one last thing we need to talk about before we get into some Q&A and whatnot. Uh, there was a show that we saw. <laughs> there was a show. There was an idea. The Halloween Nightmare Fuel was... Which is not a new flavor of G Fuel, as no, I understand. No, it's or totally Mountain separate. Yeah. Uh, it's a stage show that's hosted in the, the Fear Factor Theater, and... 
Holy crap. I didn't know what I to expect. I had no idea that's what the Fear Factor show was like. It's, <laughs> it's Joe Rogan with lots of fire. Yeah. Now, uh, so our guy, Duncan, he just, he said people describe the show as hot, metaphorically and literally. Yeah. And that's a pretty apt description of it. Lots and lots of fire. Mm-hmm. Really cool fire, like stunts and whatnot. Lots of chain leak fences. Yeah. And lots a lot of, of scaffolding. A lot of scaffolding and a lot of scantily clad people who are in much better shape than I'll ever be in my life. It looks like to me when I was watching it, it looked like if you remember the Warriors. Yeah. It would like if the Warriors performed West Side Story. <laughs> Right? Do you think that's what they pitched? Like, <laughs> yeah. here's the idea for the show. I think so. I will say the show opens. So the whole idea is like this is kind of like a nightmare dream sequence. A guy's sleeping, and it's like in his nightmares, all this crazy stuff's happening. And there's a gag at the beginning of the show. Yeah, you don't want to spoil it. That I don't really want to spoil don't. it, but it's it? it's yeah. a magic trick. I mean, I'll say it's a magic trick that it's one of the most impressive things that happens right in front of you that you're watching it and you're like no, that can't We're not expecting it that to can't just how did that happen? Yeah, it was very cool without spoiling it. But I mean, if you get out of the chance to see the show, it's it's absolutely amazing. Then there's fire dancers. There's ribbon dancers. There's aerial artists. There's contortionists. I mean, at one point, like they actually had a, a woman literally right next to us. Like, oh, there's like a little stage, right? Yeah, next like, to us in the we, we were sitting right next platform. to a little stage in the middle of the audience where, like, this woman was on these like blocks on poles and doing like balancing on like just one hand. It was absolutely insane. And then dancing and crazy loud music. And they covered Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails, which was wild. Yeah, the music was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I remember at one point, Ben, like, we were watching this lady contort her entire body and be like upside down and doing like push ups one handed with yeah. her entire body weight on her and stuff. And Ben was like, I gotta start working out. <laughs> and I thought about that. There's not a, there's not enough gyms on earth for me yeah. to ever be in that kind of shape. Yeah, those it, people were impressive. It's an amazing show. If, if you get out to Halloween Horror Nights before it wraps up, uh, well, for what it's worth, we're recording this episode. This will be released on the 28th. So it's you we got, got time. You got three days to get out to Orlando and check it out. But yeah, it's incredible. The Halloween Nightmare Fuel. It's one of those things like I didn't think of like, oh, we go see a show during it, and it's like. That would probably be worth the price of admission if you're coming just to you know to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, like, I think so. No, I think so. I, I would come just for that show. Yeah, it was sure. an awesome, awesome show. Yeah. yeah, again, it's one of those things like, I don't want to spoil it because I don't know if they'll bring it back next year or they'll do a new version of it. But damn, it's really, really good. If you come to Halloween Horror Nights and you can only see one thing, yeah. which I would hope that would not be the case. Right? Yeah, yeah. But who knows? Who knows why? You're, who knows the circumstances? I could build circumstances around why you can only see one thing, but that's pointless. The point being, that would be the thing to see. Yeah. It's about 25 minutes long, I think, and it is worth every second. Yeah. It's amazing. Aerial artist, the magic, fire. It's it's one of those things, like, I think Ben was saying his friend told him that, like, you don't know where to look. Yeah. And it's not, it's uh, true. not because of not, yeah, <laughs> not because of lack of, of things. It's because there's so much happening. It's, it's kind of like Cirque du Soleil, where yeah. there's, like, four different shows happening at once. Yeah. The finale of the show, I was, like, my eyes were scanning all over the place. I was like, everything is happening. Like, there was fire. And, and dancing and, and contortion is like what and I would love to see it at least three more times yeah like and yeah. I think you we were talking about it afterwards Jack I think you described it best as it is a spectacle yeah yeah, like, yeah. it is physical feats of strength like illusions like acrobatics it has everything well also just in the difference in the individual performances like there were two dudes that were spinning fire yeah and, and through a variety of different methods and everyone was more impressive than the last and they were both doing these they were they were mirroring each other yeah and that alone was fun to watch but they also had their own kind of like style and and 
presence about them. Yeah. And so I would jump back and forth between the two. I'd want to watch them both at the same time because they were both bringing a different energy yeah. to that performance. One guy was kind of like, yeah, and the other guy was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was <laughs> it was very different, yeah. It was really, really cool. I, again, I don't want to spoil it too much. And like, also, they, they say no filming during the show, so theoretically, you won't be able to find it online. Yeah, this yeah, is something yeah. you need to go see. Of course, there's people who are jerks there's out no, there. There's but, no point in seeing it. Go see it. Yeah, go see it in person, absolutely. Let's talk about also, we've got two more scare zones that we visited. Again, we didn't go to the Crypt TV scare zone because we forgot to. But uh, Gorewood Forest, which is over in Central Park, which is just over here, over mm -hmm. by the horror makeup show. That one was awesome. So it, this was the Terror Queen or Terra Queen, I think, is which is she comes back every 15 years to like replenish her her soul or whatever it is. Right. And this is the one that was actually here 15 years ago in 2005 when I was here. So you're on the 15 year Terror Queen yeah, cycle. Yeah, yeah. So I must have known, and I, I'm on. I'm also. How, on how the, old are you? 30, I'm 39. So you'll be 44 next or 54 next time. I'll be 44 in 15 years. <laughs> you'll be 44 in five years, and then 10 years later, yeah, you'll come. I'll come back. I'm like, hey, you remember me? And she'd be like, Who are you? And so and then uh, also we've got uh, lights, camera, action, Eddie's Revenge, which is the scare zone literally right next to the uh, radio broadcast center where we're at right now. Yeah. So Eddie is Jack the Clown's brother in the lore of Halloween Horror Nights. And so uh, they hired him to make a movie. And instead of using actors, he brought actual like monsters to the set. And so it was just a big open area with lots and lots of chainsaws yeah, and uh, yeah. lots of lots of creepy stuff, lots of stilt actors as well. Some really cool looking stuff. It was good. It was a lot of fun. I think the best one has to be the Terra Queens. Yeah, the, like, the, the it, Gorewood it, Forest. Gorewood yeah. Forest. It almost felt like another haunted house. Yeah. It was, uh, so I guess it's that that portion of the park where they funnel you through. It's a little tighter. Yeah. And so it's easier to like fill it in more, and it just it, it made it feel more like an experience. Yeah. The Gorewood Forest apparently it's the first scare zone that has like trigger effects mm. because you are kind of a little bit more narrow and like most of the scare zones are a little bit more wide. You can kind of wander about, but this they kind of do bottleneck you through it. My favorite, one of my favorite costumes, the whole thing was like this. There's this one costume where it's like these giant wooden arms and giant wooden legs, and basically this person could kind of like crab shell themselves into like a, make it look like they were part of a set. They they they, they yeah. became part of a tree basically, and and then they would just jump out and scare the crap out of you. And it was really, really impressive. And also, they've run like LED strips up the trees in the Central Park area. And so, like, they have like these veins that are just glowing, and it just looks so neat. It, yeah. It, it, then they kind of covered it with spider webs or whatever. Yeah. So it, it didn't look like LED. They're like yeah. LED string lights, right? But no yeah. rope lights, but it didn't look like it. It was really cool. It was very, very cool. And uh, it, it was definitely one of those things I was like, this is neat. You know, that alone. Hey, look, it's the, the Minions, Jeff. You're a big fan of the Minions. They're, they're, they're coming on the parade. They're rolling by right now. Oh, yeah, there they are. We're, <laughs> we're in their lair right now. Yeah, we're in the Minion lair. We're surrounded by all the Minion stuff here. So that pretty much does it for our experience of uh, Halloween Horror Nights, though. We did try some treats. We had the uh, the Twisted Tater. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, we actually shot a video of that. So hopefully we'll get that video put together and up on our YouTube channel at some point. And you can see our thoughts on that. Yeah, youtube.com slash annual pass. You can go subscribe now. We're still figuring out exactly our approach to how we're going to do video. I don't know if vanity URLs work like that with... YouTube it does. Do you can oh, go there. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I made sure of it. It's That's okay. Cool. It's okay. Don't worry right. about it. It's all, it's all. I'm not going to approve your merch. Okay. Okay. Oh, look, it's the... Don't give me the merch voice. It's the girls. Oh, there's Gru. Look at Gru dancing, Jeff. Oh, look I just learned about all of them when I went through their ride. Yeah, we did their ride. We did the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem thing. Yeah. 
I've never so, seen the movies, so it was my oh, you, I think you would like the, the movies. That's what people say. It's about an old man who's a jerk and like and his cute daughters. So that seems like a role <laughs> like a fits. Little, hits a little close. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's pretty much it for our Halloween Horror Nights coverage. Mad props. Thank you so much to our friends at Universal Studios for bringing us out for this. It has been an absolute blast. They were very kind enough to get us in, get us the RIP tour as well. They also gave us access to the radio broadcast center. We were able to do a couple episodes about Halloween Horror Nights and a future episode where we got to interview Greg Hall again. He's a creative director now at Universal Creative, and uh, he worked on Velocicoaster. We talked to him briefly before, but we actually we got to sit down and talk to him for a bit. So you'll he's hear that in the future. He's our first repeat friend, I think. I think so. He's the yeah, first, first person to come back on multiple episodes, other yeah. than Ben, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Jeff, I've got some Q&A questions. We'll ask just like one or two questions here. I'm exhausted and I'm hungry. Local Ghost Babe is asking us, if you could go back and work on any attraction at any park, what would it be? Oh, man. For me... I would love to be a tour guide on Confrontation. Yeah? I genuinely forgot that Confrontation had a tour guide, had someone with you the whole time that gets to interact and play along and, like, react. I would have loved to have done that. Like, that would have been so much fun. That or, like, the Backlot Tour at, you know, Universal Hollywood, like, that massive Backlot Tour, that'd be a lot of fun, too. What was that place in New Jersey that they made the Johnny Knoxville movie about? Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Action Park or... Oh, yeah, yeah, Action Park. What, whatever yeah, their yeah, most yeah. dangerous Action, ride Yeah, is. the Action Park, apparently, is people get injured there all the time. Yeah, I would want to be there for that. You'd want to be there for yeah. that? <laughs> That'd be yours? Yeah. You'd be the guy just sending kids down the slide yeah, and like, breaking their necks and I'd, stuff? I'd learn to smoke cigarettes. And uh, smoke cigarettes and <laughs> go! Nice, nice. And uh, let's see here. So uh, this is a question, but the Deadly Sun, we've talked about possibly doing some kind of Thanksgiving thing. Oh, I guess the, the animals. The... There's a Squidward actually just went by. Nice. Was he happy? The Secret Life of Pets we got going by now. They're barking. Uh, so the Deadly Sun says for a Thanksgiving adjacent pin, you could do a turkey leg. Turkey legs are a big amusement park thing. Oh, I didn't that's think a about great that. idea. I wonder how we could incorporate that. We'll get we'll get Tony on that. So, yeah. all right, now we have the question of the week. So this is where I ask you a question, you respond in an answer, and then I randomly select someone to send a park map to. Our question that I asked in a previous episode is, "What is your favorite dark ride?" Do you remember that one? Yes. All right. So JD Kean seventy seven says, "I would say my favorite dark ride is Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't have a ton of theme park experience, but it's always one that sticks out in my mind. The music and atmosphere are super fun, and it's a classic." That is a classic. White Goose Rider says, Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris. I love to discover the whole story about the Ravenwood family, and the more you ride it, the more clues you uncover to what really happened to them. Every time I'm there, it's like the first ride I need to do. That's cool. Blue the Spicer says, If I had to choose my favorite dark ride, I'd say it'd be a toss-up between the Pirates of the Caribbean and Disney World or Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. You love that one, Jeff. (laughs) Pirates, because it brings back good memories going to Disney, as it would always be something we would go on multiple times during the trip. Forbidden Journey, because I was, number one, really into Harry Potter at the time, and number two, the actual line slash cue for the ride was something I couldn't get bored in, and number Mm -hmm. three, I love the way it simulates motion on the ride as it really feels like you're flying at speed. TLDR, nostalgia, and movement thrill. Taz5824 says, my favorite dark ride would have to be Spaceship Earth at Epcot. It's one of the rides that I always rode growing up going to Disney World. From the smells of Rome burning to the soothing voice of Judy Dench, that golf ball will always be a loving memory for years to come. 
And our winner that I randomly selected is Dan Penn, who says, My favorite dark ride would be Valhalla. It's a massive indoor log flume in Blackpool Pleasure Beach in the UK that's themed around Vikings. You get to sit in longboats and travel through themed rooms. There's a freezing cold room and a roasting hot one. There's a massive spinning log that looks like it's going to take your head off. And to top it off, there's some big drops, one of which is backwards. The majority of the ride is in pitch black, so you don't know what's coming. You will get wet on this one. It's currently being refurbished and is set to reopen for the 2022 season. I can't wait to ride it again. So thank you, Dan Penn, for that story. And congratulations. I'll reach out to you via email, and uh, we'll go from there. What's up, Jeff? E.T. E.T. is a fantastic That's my dark favorite ride. dark ride. We should leave here, get some lunch, and then go ride E.T. I would like to ride E.T. That yeah. sound good? That'd be fun. Awesome. Well, that being said, we're going to wrap up annual pass today. This has been a blast. Our time at Universal is coming to an end right now. It's it's always a, a pleasure to get out here and check out the parks and uh, going to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time since 15 years ago. Taking you on your first trip to Halloween Horror Nights was an absolute blast, and it's been so much fun. And I hope we get back here sooner rather than later, Jeff. Well, we have to wait a year. Why do we have to wait a year? To go to Halloween Horror Nights again? Oh, Halloween Horror Nights. But Universal, we can come back next week if we wanted to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I have to check you, with my girlfriend. You have, yeah. You have things to, you she, to come she can back come too. Week? You can invite her as well. We still got to go to Volcano Bay. That's true. Bay, your producer Ben went to Volcano Bay at, at the greatest time of his life. I brought shorts. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Well, next, maybe in the spring, we'll come back and we'll do water parks. And that'll be lots and lots of fun. So That sounds great. All right. Well, if you're out there, thank you again, everyone. Please. The best way you can spread the love of podcasts is to tell someone about it. And that's the best way we can grow these podcasts. I'm very proud of it. I think we've done a great job with this. And the community out there is fantastic. Let your friends know about it. Tweet about it. Talk to talk to anyone. Literally spread the word of Annual Pass because that's the way these podcasts continue to get bigger and better. And we can do live shows all because of you guys. Yeah, not to belabor the point, but Rooster Teeth, the success of Rooster Teeth is because of word of mouth. Absolutely. And so we uh, we find it to be the most authentic and the most important way uh, to get the word out about Rooster Teeth. And uh, also, only do it if you agree and if you like Annual Pass. <laughs> if you don't feel like telling your friends about Annual Pass because you don't think it's good enough yet, that's cool, too. Yeah. We understand. But if you do like it, maybe let a friend know. Also, Steffi, let me know that iTunes has reviews of Annual Pass. Apparently, there's a lot of really good reviews. i got to start reading some of those. I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh, that's very cool. Thank you. Yeah, i got to check that out. So thank you, everyone. Again, follow us on social media, annual underscore pass on Twitter and Instagram as well. That's where we post a bunch of fun stuff and new polls and questions and whatnot. You can email us, annualpass at roosterteeth.com. If you have any stories or if, like, hey, maybe you worked on something or maybe maybe you're Jack the Clown and want to tell us about <laughs> your experience at Halloween Horror Nights, I don't care. We'd love to hear from you. So please drop us an email. We love you very much. Jeff, do you feel like you learned something today? I do. That is good to hear. <laughs> you always ask me that, and the answer is always yes. All right, well, I know. Do, do I now need to tell you what I, I learned? Mean, you, you can if you'd like. I learned that we don't have to wait a year to come back. We can come back next week if we want to. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again to our friends at Universal. Thank you to everyone who's listening, all the pass holders out there. You guys are the greatest. We love you. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Have a great day. Bye.